Hey everybody, this is Perry with DMN. I'm here with another, excuse me, another one-on-one podcast speaking with Chris Savage of uh, Wistia. Chris, can you um, just introduce yourself, or rather I did that already, but can you just talk to me a little bit about what you guys do at Wistia? <laughs> Absolutely. So um, Wistia is a video platform started about 11 years ago with my co-founder, Brendan. Um, and what we do is we help companies manage, control, and track the video that they, they add to their website and they use for internal communications. So things like marketing videos, sales videos, support videos, internal videos, um, over 300,000 companies that use us. And uh, we're based in Cambridge, Massachusetts and have about 100 people on the team. Got you. So um, the communications part of that, um, what exactly do you mean? Like, are you guys doing like... Uh, in terms of communications? Yeah. So there's a, there's a couple things. So um, people will use Wistia to actually host their videos. So um, they upload the Wistia, get them encoded so that they work everywhere on mobile, of course, every device. Um, we take those videos and put them around the world um, so that it's always fast and performant. And then have analytics let you see how people are watching your videos second by second. So whatever they're skipping or rewatching, which, of course, everyone just does without even thinking about it, um, you get those insights, you can start to figure out how to make better content, like how to communicate better. And that's the fundamental product that we've been working on for the last decade. And then actually just a couple months ago, we launched a new product called Soapbox, um, less than a month ago. And Soapbox allows you to actually make a video um, by installing a Chrome extension, you can record your webcam and your screen, and then you can edit between them really easily. So we're trying to, going from just being a distribution platform to actually helping you create content. Gotcha. Okay, cool. And that kind of segues right into the, the general topic because video is obviously a, a, you know, a big part of marketing today, a big part of media today. A lot of businesses are really investing in it. Uh, Facebook probably is the most prominent one. I know I went to a conference a couple of weeks ago and they had uh, someone there speaking about Facebook and their video strategy and it's just kind of engulfing everything at that company. So because you guys are I mean, primarily a video company, but I'm sure you work with a lot of clients who are interested in uh, getting their videos up to snuff, can you just describe some of the things that you see on the ground level when people uh, approach you or when you approach people. Uh, what are some of the common issues, some things that they're not doing that, you know, seem to be common denominators? Absolutely. So I, I think one of the things we're seeing, as you're saying, is like everyone realizes like social is turning into video. Facebook's turning into video. Twitter's trying to turn into video. YouTube is obviously video. Snapchat, Instagram. Um, video is the most engaging and emotional medium that there is, and so as it's natural that it's easier to create content, um, of course you're going to distribute it in more places. I think one of the challenges I see is that everybody thinks it's as simple as making a video, mm-hmm. and they forget to target and actually say, like, not, I can't just make a video and share it, and that's good enough. Like, you need to make a video and have a goal, one goal for each video, that is oriented about wherever you're putting in, whatever place you're putting it. So it used to be the case you could make a commercial and use that same commercial everywhere. We don't live in that world anymore. We live in a world where everything needs to be focused and everything needs to have one goal. And because it's so much easier to make video than it used to be, um, you can actually deliver on that. So if you're gonna add videos and put them on social, if you're gonna put them on Facebook, if you're gonna put them on YouTube, those videos are gonna be pretty hard to drive traffic back to your site. So what we see is actually a lot of the videos that are the most successful there are ones that don't even try. Like they're, they're th- you're thinking about it as a marketer at the very top of your funnel, and you're just trying to increase brand, brand awareness 
the things you're going to pay attention to are like viewing time, engagement with the video, and stuff like that. And then as you get farther down the funnel, that's where you're going to want to have videos that are more focused on conversion, uh, more focused on education if you're, if you're making content for existing customers and things like that. And um, those goals are going to be really, really different, and it's actually going to inform very directly how you make the content and how you measure success. And when people don't do that, they spend a bunch of money and they make content and it, they don't understand why it's not working. Like I've talked to so many people who get 5,000 or 10,000 views on a YouTube video and they have no clue if it's doing anything for them. And usually it's because they just uploaded everything that they had and then they prayed. And that doesn't usually work. Yeah, you know what? That's kind of a question I have as well because um, we talk about the funnel a lot and whether or not it still exists at all because it's so so vastly different. But um, a lot of the content marketing uh, stuff is it seems to be uh, at least pushed out as if it's very top of the funnel, like you said, like we're trying to increase brand awareness. But <clears throat> when you when you get those insights and you move people along and they're further uh, you know closer to making a purchase or something like that, yeah, I, I've never seen a video that actually had like a you know, a CTA in it that, or a call to action that actually, um, I feel like made sense for video as a format. So when you talk about, you know, having the, the content be different later down in the funnel, what does that actually look like? Yeah, so uh, what I would say is like, because we, one of the things you can do with Wistia is you can add call to action interactivity into your videos. And one of the most popular features we have is a thing called Turnstile where you can add an email gate to a video. So you could start a video with an email gate or you could add an email gate part of the way through the video. And the question is like, where should you use that? Where does this make sense? Um, so what we've seen is if you have content that's on your site, for example, it's a product overview, your e-commerce site, and you make a video of each product um, showing how people are actually using it or something, um, that video, if someone watches it all the way through and they're truly engaged with it, they know that they're watching a business video and they know that they have momentum with your product. And that is a time action that we do see that call to action work. So on landing pages that are focused farther in the funnel, if you're, if you're uh, making content that's around, um, you know, guides that are for more advanced users, if you're making content that's around your pricing, things that are indicators that someone's farther in the funnel, but you need that emotional boost to get someone to take the next step. That's where we've seen things like video with call to action work well. I think at the high level, you know, if you're trying to make an ad um, that's on Facebook, pretty hard to get people to, to make that move um, to drive the traffic. You know, there's going to be some consumer products that will work well, and the same consumer products that have always worked well, which is like clothing and food that we always need. Um, but beyond that, what we see is that a lot of it is, uh, it just doesn't work because people aren't thinking thoughtfully enough about it's not just as simple as making a video. It's like the right video in the right spot in the right way. Right. And it seems like a lot of the video efforts are going to uh, the Facebook or YouTube, actually. But, um, you know, potentially Facebook down the road. So, uh, and like you said, on those platforms, it just doesn't seem like that makes a lot of sense to really do, um, you know, marketing that, that, that yeah. makes some type of, uh, you know, ROI. It, it, just seems, it just seems like a weird paradigm. I think it's like, the way I think about it is, look, 10 years ago, um, if you were a company and you're trying to raise awareness for your business, you could take out an ad at a newspaper or you could put an ad on TV. And TV was for the ballers, right? Like, if you had a lot of money and you thought that you could get a lot of awareness for whatever your company is, whether you're selling cars or furniture or software or anything, it was always like, oh, we'll go to TV, get the eyeballs. 
but you couldn't track it, right? Now what's happened is that a lot of that spend um, is moving online. A lot of it's already moved online. And I think people, a lot of those same buyers have similar expectations. Like, I couldn't really track it before. I can track it slightly better now so it feels good. And so we see a lot of spending like that. I think the things that seem to me like they're working best are when the, um, the media of where you are placing that content is super, super aligned with the content itself. And that aligns with your strategy. So if you are trying to get, go after a very specific demographic on Facebook and break in with a new brand who is, I don't know, really excited about lint rollers. I don't know why lint rollers just popped in my head, but it did. Like if you find these people are obsessed with lint rollers, you have the brand new one. It's like the premium one and you go after them and you're not, you don't even start by trying to sell the product. You just try to like have some differentiating brand aspect for that group. You could probably make it work. Um, it just wouldn't be clear to any of us that that's what's happening. And most of the broad stuff is so broad that I think it has trouble uh, cutting through. Yeah. You know, uh, something else I kind of wonder is, uh, I mean, from a consumer standpoint, I understand why you why you would make video because people are going to watch a video about whatever, you know. But for marketers, it seems like the best um, types of videos would be more ad-centric. But... Uh, I don't know. Is that is that in your experience? What what do you see with your clients, or are you doing more kind of like guides and stuff like that? I mean, I know you mentioned guides earlier, but what seems to be the most popular type of video that marketers are using or making, rather? Um, I'm seeing a lot of yeah, yeah. I, I, so the most popular type that I'm seeing that are really working is people adding video throughout their funnel. Where almost the way I think about it is like if a human being in person would help you get to the next st stage, whether that's like literally clicking to the next page or signing up for a product or buying the product or whatever the thing is, that there might be something there um, that would be helpful to have a video for because you can, if you can capture the emotional reason why someone's making that decision in that moment and you can help encourage that, that can work. So we see that a lot. We see a lot of product videos. We see a lot of overview videos. We see a lot of team videos that work really well. Um, we see, a, and then in software, online software, we see a lot of onboarding. I mean, I think there's, you know, when you have visually complex, something that's visually complex, like a piece of software or a web app, and someone can walk you through exactly how to get set up, it really does end up making a difference often. Um, and I would say the, the, probably the, the most evergreen thing that we see is people making things like guides and blog posts that are designed to, to really live on. Um, and they, you know, because video converts so well, w w one of the things we're actually seeing a lot of people do is go to their, their, their website, look across all the pages that they have, look at where conversions, you know, where the traffic is, is coming in and try to pick the, the, the pages that have an opportunity you think for, to improve conversion and make videos about those topics on those pages. Cause you're going to know that people are interested in them. Um, if you know that it's close enough into what your current business does, then the difference might be a person walking through some of those concepts to help someone get to the next stage. And we've seen a lot of a lot of companies have success with that. Gotcha. Yeah, sorry for the aside. It's just something that uh, came to mind. Um, going back real quick to the uh, the kind of metrics discussion, um, I feel like that's kind of a, a very popular topic in other parts of marketing, you know, data and you know analytics. When it comes to video, do you think that that's the next big thing that marketers have to tackle is, you know, properly tracking and, you know, having the right KPIs and stuff like that set out from the, <clears throat> from the outset? Just, uh, you know, just the number side of it. Can you speak to some of that? 
Absolutely. I think it's, it's we're in the same spot now that we were in with email like seven years ago. Um, if you're going to send an email in a marketing campaign, you don't know what the open rate is or the click rate is, like you're a crazy person, right? Like you, that's kind of like baseline expectation. You have to have that now. And I think on video, the baseline expectation is you need to know what the play rate is. And so how many people are clicking play? You need to know what the engagement is. How much are people spending time with this and watching, you know, sticking with the video? I think if you do have interactivity, you need to know the, the interactions. Um, and then actually what is becoming more and more of an expectation, and we've seen a lot of interest in this um, in our platform, is assigning that viewing information to the context you have in your database. So in Wistia and video platforms like us, one of the things that we'll do is track you know, how an individual person watches videos across many different videos that are in your account. Um, and you can take that data and push it into market automation platforms and CRMs and stuff like that. And we're seeing more and more people do that, I think, because it becomes so concrete that you can then see signups and say, show me all signups who touched and watched this video all the way through. And if you see an increase in conversion, it's just so clear that it was the video and it makes it easier to make invest more video. And actually what it ends up doing is it makes it easier to take risks um, with the video content, which is the same thing you needed with text and email and the same thing you need with your website and landing page testing. Gotcha. Well, um, Chris, I can talk about video all day, forever, because I'll do it in, uh, for work and um, recreational, recreationally. But, um, oh. yeah, I think we're you know running out of time now. So um, I really want to appreciate or th say thanks for uh, stepping, stopping by, man. Um, you seem to have a lot of insider knowledge here, and you know I'm sure you guys are doing great work for your clients. Really knowledgeable, man. I really appreciate the time. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. All right, that is uh, Perry with DMM 101 signing off.